Hey, all you crazy cats and kittens out there in Podverse land, uh, this is uh, Sean Faw. Uh, the Wheelman has asked me to uh, put a little disclaimer up at the front of this episode just to, to let you know. I'm uh, not sure which universe you guys are all living in right now, uh, whether you took the red pill or the blue pill. Doesn't really matter to me because what you're about to hear is the, the other side, the alternate universe. Whichever universe you're in, this is from the other one. It's yeah. interesting four or five times, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, like, what else is a podcast for, you know? Just keep telling the same Repetition. stories over and That's over it. again. Repetition. Yeah, That's man. it. Repetition. Yeah, That's it. Repetition is humor. Repetition is humor. Yeah, my man. Yeah, my man. Después. Uh, what are the little finger clapper guys? The finger clappers? Yeah, the catch the shell? Oh, oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You need some spoons? Yeah. I like this one. This is the newest edition. Newest edition? Yeah. It, it's interesting. It's kind of uh, it still feels musically a little Brazilian more than it feels. You do know the trumpeter, mm-hmm. or the trumpetist, I should say. Yeah. Or flugel harness. Sorry. To be more specific. Playing the flugelhorn? Apparently. I like a flugelhorn, I gotta say. It's a good horn. I'm a cornet player myself, oh. which is a little little more bright. Uh, but a flugelhorn's great. Hola, mi amigo. ¿Dónde está el baño? El niño encima de la mesa. Welcome to Text Before Calling. I am your host, Sean Nasty. Joining me as always, Derek Laporte. Como estas, amigos? They're uh, not going to respond because, yeah. you know, they're, you, uh, they're, they're, this is recorded, so. You know yeah. actual Spanish, don't you? Like, uh, más o menos, pero <laughs> no sé. Uh, yeah. Sí. Yeah. Yeah. I know, so, yeah, I know, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, I've, I've been taking, like, lessons uh, recently and, like, some of the stuff is kind of like, uh, I'm, to the to the level of like oh wow like things are clicking mm-hmm. and like it's uh uh confusing to me and uh, somewhat in some cases a little baffling right on um uh did you not have to speak spanish in your chilean days i i did um the thing is is that you you run into kind of uh routines i would say mm. so any any language like if you go to like so if you had to describe programming you could do it in spanish but well, no, I mean, like, okay, so let's say you go to any foreign country where you don't speak the language, mm-hmm. okay? That you, would be all of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, not necessarily. There are, like, Belize you would you could speak English in, oh, for instance, okay. and you'd be fine. Uh, England you could speak English in, and you'd be fine. England's not uh, a foreign country. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this foreign film still yeah. counts as foreign film, no, which is which is bullshit. okay. Well, that's all. <laughs> we could uh, talk even a whole different Hollywood-ish. time about this, right? <laughs> yeah. We could talk about 
domestic is always yeah. U.S. films and foreign is always yeah, like yeah. anything Everything else, else, which is yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> obviously, like there's a whole weird bias thing going there. Yeah. But um, but yeah. So you get into kind of a routine, mm-hmm. right? Where like um, so if you go to like a restaurant, right? What's the first thing that they're, they're going to ask you there? What uh, what, what first? Uh, what first? What first? Smoking or not? Oh, okay. I this been to is a after your like twenty uh, years. Sorry, so. I should go ahead and say. <laughs> hang on, I should go ahead and say. Okay, you're probably right. There's a lot like everywhere else smokes it, but mm. um, after you have sat <laughs> gotcha. down, let's say after you are seated, uh, let's assume you've managed to make it so far that you're in a chair okay. at a table I haven't at a made restaurant. It that far in a long time. No, yeah. <laughs> you get kicked out at the door. Uh. They're like, no, no. They're like, you got a blazer? No. Okay. <laughs> Not see you later. No fucking tie for no one. <laughs> I don't care how good your pork chops are. Uh, uh, what's your drink order? That's it, right? Okay. Always what's your drink order, mm. right? Second thing is what you're going to eat, yeah, yeah. right? And so routines such as that, Third right? Is how much where you yeah. Where you don't really have to understand completely. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you have to you kind know of the have context an idea, of the situation, right? To, yeah. Same thing even happens in a cab mm. because you hop in a cab. What's the first thing they're going to ask you? Yeah, where to, buddy? Exactly. Yeah. Where are you going? And then as soon as you say incorrectly, where are you going? Uh, uh, Guadalajara. Yeah, and then I'm going to say, where are you from? Because I, I heard you pronounce it wrongly, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, so these routines, right? Mm-hmm. So you get in these routines so you don't learn the language as thoroughly as you yeah, should. Gotcha. Because Enough of reasons like that. Yeah. Yeah, and and... Like a lot of times, you can understand people, but you don't really, you can't really respond properly. Mm. So you just kind of respond with like blanket things that you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah. So, yeah. I don't even remember how we started this conversation. No idea. So deep. The, the only Spanish I know is uh, El Nino and Cima la Mesa, um, mm. which is what I remember from the week I tried to do Rosetta Stone. Ah. Uh, yeah. You should you should learn Nos Vemos. Nos That's a good vimos. one. I like Nos Vemos. It's like uh kind of like see you later. Mm. I don't. Basically. Mm. Yeah. It's always a good way to say bye to somebody, Nos Vemos. And, Dios. and I mean sometimes sometimes knowing certain mm, country Spanish will get you in trouble other places. Mm. Uh like for instance, I learned um uh Oh jeez, I'm now I'm forgetting it. Holy crap! <laughs> no, no, no. Um, permiso, permiso. Mm. So I learned permiso, and you just say permiso in in Chile, and it's like a nice way to say excuse me mm. there. Uh, if you say it here, and the person happens to be from like Mexico or yeah. or Venezuela or others. Some others. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not exactly sure Miscellaneous where. Miscellaneous countries. <laughs> Miscellaneous countries. I'm not sure exactly which ones, yeah, yeah. but uh, I know for sure Mexico. Uh, so it's all you, Mexico south of uh, Texas, right? <laughs> so, 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 like I say, I say permiso, and it comes off as like, kind of like a little bit like get out of my way. <laughs> oh, more like excuse you. As excuse, opposed- yeah, like they kind of like move out of your way yeah, because, yeah. and it seem, comes off as more rude. Gotcha. And instead you you should say con permiso. Like, mm. yeah. Can I, I have permission? Kind of, yeah. So 
it, it's weird because right because uh, obviously like these different countries have different you know different yeah dialects or, and yeah, we don't connotations we and, and we don't really experience that as much because i think that there are two so prominent english variations right which is british english mm-hmm. and ours yeah right and there are some huge differences in two because mm-hmm. obviously if i go over there like if i go to um like if i go to england and i say uh hey can i get a ride it's going to be a sexual connotation instead mm. of like if you would say, "Hey, can I get a lift?" Gotcha. Like a like, can I? But that would be an elevator. Again, confusing, <laughs> confusing. But it, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's their thing, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're calling lift two different things, but uh, but yeah. So so there's there's that. There are still ver- versions of that, but we only have two different real strong versions i guess you could say right there's i mean there's a couple of things there that are kind of interesting or always have been to me uh first off is the american conscious decision to uh bifurcate ourselves from the british uh words you are totally you are totally talking now about like feet or no no actually no feet's the same right uh well no uh, I mean if you're talking like uh imperial and metric that that came way later okay okay but the, uh, what are you talking about then uh it's more American Revolution stuff so okay. like the first people that wrote dictionaries in America just basically like before dictionaries were were written it was just kind of up to anyone to figure out how to spell something. But then once we started writing dictionaries, we started agreeing on what a specific spelling for a specific word was. And the um, writers of American dictionaries consciously decided to make our words and our oh, rules okay, like specifically. Color. Exactly. Yeah. Color without a U. Yeah. Yeah. Here. Like, they're, like all of those words that are either spelled or pronounced differently are mainly conscious decisions to differentiate ourselves from the British. Um, at that time, you know, our accents were fairly similar, so right. we like it was the seed of germination to try and separate us more. Yeah, I hear this whole thing. Uh, I heard this once. I God, I think <laughs> it was actually a student who told me this, <laughs> and she was from. Uh, where was she from? She was from like uh, Portugal or something. Right. <laughs> she, but she told me that um, she had heard this whole thing about the fact that uh, Virginian. Like Virginian English, like mm. if it's old school Virginian English, right? Mm-hmm. So people from Virginia, yeah, speaking not virgins. Well, <laughs> maybe they are. I, don't know. I, I, I wasn't I saying mean, the entire state is virgins. I was saying that it it's could to... <laughs> be. I mean, probably not. It's, I mean, it, obviously they have to be procreating an somehow. entire state of immaculate conception. Yeah, they have. <laughs> Could be. Who knows? I mean, you they, know. They pray a lot. Anything is possible. <laughs> totally. Um, With Jesus. But yeah, that it is actually closer to like the original English than oh, really? the current British English is to oh. original English. So the like, Brits went further to differentiate themselves from us? Than... Yeah. N- no, just like <laughs> just like I, I guess that like it's changed less, right, since oh. colonization times gotcha. for that specific area than it has for, like, Britain, because Britain has had more influences upon their language, more, you know, variations, I guess you could say. Britain also has a weird uh, dialect based on their class system. Right. So, like, you know, it's not like 
um, ethnicities as right. much as it is like the wealth dividing lines. Yeah, which that... is which is interesting because you hear Adele speak English mm. or speak speak like in you know, and and you're like, this is this is obviously not the Queen's English. <laughs> Adele is a yeah. very talented woman who does not speak the Queen's English yeah, yeah. at all. It's, you know? The uh the more street tongue version. Yeah, of, yeah. Yeah. And she's like ridiculously talented and clearly, you know, like yeah. now in the upper echelon, <laughs> you would say. But like as far as like the tongue goes, yeah. like it is the street tongue basically <laughs> i guess i mean I, that's what i that's what i take from it yeah, i don't know totally um but yeah uh we started this whole thing <laughs> to talk about sean oh but shit. we haven't got to sean yet so let's this, get to sean this is my evasive nature sir this is your evasive nature and it is excellent you have evaded it through various other languages now we're back to you oh, okay fuck. so spotlight sean mm-hmm I have no idea about your past. So, where are you from? Where are you from? Uh, just outside of uh, Chicago, Illinois. Chicago, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Just outside is where? Uh, that would be the northwest suburbs. A uh, a little uh, a little burg called the uh, Hoffman Estates. Okay. How many people are there? Roughly, um, I don't know. I think it's like twenty, thirty thousand, maybe. Maybe I'm way off on that. Twenty, thirty thousand. Wow, you're you're like from an area that's but that's about the size of my t- hometown, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very like it basically reminds me of um, uh, a lot of L.A. Like L.A. Okay. Uh, you know, people think about Chicago as like the downtown, which I didn't right. really spend too much time in. But like my neighborhood was very suburban, so it was like uh, Burbank, just kind of stretching out for fucking ever in all directions. Okay, okay. So it was like, uh, well, what was the closest restaurant to where you grew up? Like, what was the closest food option? Um, I yeah, my neighborhood was actually pretty weird. It was like a subdivision of like all houses, and you yeah. had to travel quite a bit to get to the nearest restaurant. That's uh, well, not that weird. I, that's well, I, that's uh, the bulk of America. I'm I suppose, pretty sure. <laughs> I, I shouldn't say quite a bit. Uh, it was it was a bit by bike, but you know if you're driving, it's a minute or two. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I think like Little Caesars and uh, uh, you know uh, Subway, and uh, obviously there's always a hot, a hot dog place within spitting distance of yeah, Orange Yeah. Colorado. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. So that's the closest. Uh, closest uh, gas station to you is like how far? Uh, would roughly? have been in that same shopping center. In the same shopping. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Everything yeah. together. <laughs> that's kind of you know that's like uh, most of America, yeah, right? It's they, suburbia. You know. They put it all together yeah. in one spot. Uh, how long were you there? Um, I left Chicago when I was twenty six. Okay. Yeah. Twenty six. Yeah. And then you went where? Uh, Sitka, Alaska. Sitka, Alaska. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ace, and what did eight. you do in Alaska? I, uh, I knew about Alaska. Right on. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Sitka, Alaska. Where is that uh, in Sit- Alaska? Sitka is a tiny, tiny island on the... How do you spell uh, that? Is that C-I-T-K-A? S-I-T-K-A. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's a tiny island on the... Uh, about as far south as you can be and still be in Alaska. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So great weather, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we got there in winter. I got a job on a construction site, and uh, most of my time was spent shoveling snow so that they could move lumber up a boardwalk. Okay. Yeah. The boardwalk. Mm-hmm. Oh, the construction job was building a house on a tiny island. 
a rich dude bought a like three acre island and mm-hmm. wanted his you know uh, uh, vacation mansion built on it. So okay, they how how long was that? Like how long did that was the house? That, yeah, to uh, build. Um, I, I wasn't there for the whole thing. I kind of got on about halfway through, but I okay. think the whole project ended up being about two years. Wow. Um, just because, I mean, they, they wanted to build it without the use of any heavy machinery cause it was an Island and mm-hmm. they didn't want to like bring in tractors and shit and destroy right. all the trees. So basically everything that was brought over was brought over like one tiny boatload at a time. And, oh, wow. uh, yeah, everything was pretty much done by hand. We would dig with, uh, shovels and chainsaws and, you know. Do what needed to be done. And you say chainsaws. Did you? Did they use any lumber from the island or not? no? No, no. They, all, I mean, all shipped in. Basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the guys that we were working with were uh, out of uh, uh, Washington, so they were you know accustomed to standard home building. So everything okay. was just you know kind of prefab supplies. Okay. Huh. That's cool. And you were there for like how long? I was about a year there. About a year there. Yeah. Okay. And then. Uh, then I went down to San Diego San for about Diego. five years. And, five years in San Diego? Uh, San Diego, I was selling insurance. Okay. Yeah. Yeah? You sold a lot of insurance? Uh, Life insurance no, or what? No, I, I was bad at it. I didn't sell you were very bad. much. That's, yeah. The but second five years, company I got you must fired have been from. well enough. Uh, no, it just turns out it was really hard to get fired. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, basically I was just like, I, I assumed I was going to get fired from the first day and yeah. it literally took five years to get fired, but I just, uh, I was waiting for that unemployment so I could move to LA and have a bit of a safety net while I tried to make my right. way here. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Um, yeah. So, so you would say you probably like, uh, would you say that the insurance thing was the least enjoyed portion of of San like, Diego? Certainly, <laughs> no, uh, no. I mean, just of of jobs that you had. Uh, well, that was the second insurance company I got fired okay. from. So, okay. um, I was well aware of what I was getting into, but yeah, uh, it was yeah. fucking horrible. I mean, it was you know call center work that is just uh, mind bogglingly um, annoying. Uh, right. You know, most of the people you're talking to are complaining about something and Compla- um. yeah. And it and it takes a lot of your, like, uh, takes a lot of your mental energy. You would mm. say, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, for the Just most it part, it wears you out, right? Well, yeah. I mean, call centers are uh, micromanaged to the nth degree. So every millisecond of your time is completely tracked and cataloged. Okay. And, uh, you know, the, the calls come in one right after another. So as soon as you hang up, mm. you are automatically talking to the next customer. Um, so it just becomes this sort of this grind of, you know, never getting to, uh, to take a breath and uh, right. just, yeah. And, and they're always like a lot of the times they're recorded too, right? Oh, they're always and, recorded. And they're always scripted also, right? You have uh, you had a script or no? Yeah, I mean there were there were a lot of scripts involved. Okay. Um oh, especially when I was in sales, like to actually close a sale, there was a very specific script you had to go through just to make sure all the the legal okay. wording was there. Um the, for like for service type stuff, there was there were scripts for things, but it was mainly just like to get you going rather than, you know, uh, once you were there for a little while, you you know, n- no one required you to use the scripts. It was just okay. kind of like an okay. easy way to train people. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I had a, I, I've never worked in a call center, but I had mm-hmm. a friend who worked in a call center and he said that basically you were given a script, like at least for him, he was given a script. And if you varied off of the script, mm-hmm. you would fail the call uh, automatically. Yeah. And a lot of times they do that kind of thing. 
and uh yeah that's that's kind of one of those jobs where it's like it's like man i i can i could just imagine that like most of your interactions are angry interactions mm-hmm. and secondly uh it's using up a lot of your mental energy and and yeah. and you're just you're glad for your time off. That's definitely well. Yeah, the thing is, most uh, most call center work has been farmed out, or at least a large portion of call center yeah. work has been farmed out of the country. Right. Um, but uh, insurance was something that legally couldn't be because it was something that had to be regulated by each state. So your call center had to be in the country or in the state actually that it was dealing business in for the most part. Yeah. Is that so, still the case? Or? For the most part, yeah. I mean, insurance is a state by state basis, so you can get an insurance license to uh, to sell in states that are like near you that have similar laws and whatnot. Hmm. But you still can't uh, have call centers for the most part outside of the country or anything. So. Um, it is it is regulated, but um, I mean, call centers in general are are kind of uh, shifting though, because you know everyone had that sort of backlash against the uh, you know the uh, the Indian call center or whatever that you know that stereotype is. So apparently now what they're doing is instead of having them read scripts, they have a soundboard. So those scripts are pre-recorded, and it's just someone on the other end of the phone listening to you talk, and then they hit a button that reads that script, and then you talk, and then they hit the next button that reads that next script, <laughs> so you don't have to hear whatever accent yeah. they're talking in. They just have to listen for keywords and find the script that is appropriate wow. for it. So that's eventually wild. they'll be replaced with AI, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. Like, uh, yeah, that's crazy. Um, what would you say <laughs> is... Damn it. Yeah, I tried to deflect. <laughs> you tried to deflect. Yeah, didn't work. Uh, yeah. So, um, if you were to say like what your most interesting day at a job was, what would it be? It doesn't have like anything at all. Hmm. Now, even like if um, it was today. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, uh, I, most interesting everything for me is probably all the things that happen in Alaska. I've lived a fairly boring life with mm-hmm. you know. Um, moments of of uh, interestingness, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, probably one of the most memorable was when we were doing uh, siding on the house, and we had built uh, platforms to to get up to to attach the uh, uh, the cedar shingles. And uh, uh, one of my buddies that had moved up there with me, uh, I heard him screaming from the other side of the house. And uh, we came down, and he had uh, lodged the circular saw into his thigh. <sighs> And uh, apparently Ouch. he was sawing, and it just grabbed like a piece of his pants and just sunk into his thigh. Yeah, so we all just kind of had to uh, uh, do a fire drill, round everyone up, and get everyone in the boat so we could uh, boat him on over to the hospital. Right, well, we had to boat him to the to the pier and then to the truck and then, then to, to the, the truck, hospital. Then to yeah. How long was that trip to the hospital? Like a long time, um, right? Well, yeah. I mean, the boat ride was about a half hour every morning. Or, yeah. So you know, depending on how rough the the Did water you guys, was. Like, tie it off or anything uh, like try to no it wasn't bleeding so we were afraid if we it, or it wasn't like gushing blood he didn't okay. like hit an artery right so we were afraid if we tied it off it would uh it might yeah make it worse exactly the, okay. the the guy that cut his leg was actually um he was one of my best friends but he was uh, uh before we went up there he was studying to be an emt so yeah. he knew exactly what he to knew. do he just kind of had to tell us what to <laughs> right, do with right. him but yeah. yeah wow wow that's yeah. crazy yeah. jeez <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, one of the many Alaskan adventures. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't know why I, 
I will go ahead and say that I oh. heard a story about oh, you, Jesus. which was not actually true, apparently, because you haven't mentioned it at least so far. Um, um, hopefully, it's not too incriminating. No, no, no. It was about it was about <laughs> you being limitations. Right? No, no. It was about you being like on a like it was that you were on like a fishing boat. Yeah, you worked on a fishing boat. Yeah, certainly. Okay. Yeah, that was after the construction was. That finished. was after. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I did a season on a salmon boat. Season on a salmon boat. Mm-hmm. Okay. What what was that like? Like, <laughs> I mean, small boat, big boat, um, small salmon, big salmon. Uh, I mean, you guys were, were good, so you probably got the big salmon, right? Uh, there were some very big salmon, but they they ran the range. Uh, okay. We were we were on the hunt for kings, but you know, we would take some cohos and pinks if we got them. We even got so far as to take ling cod when it came in because the captain happened to have a, a permit for that. Yeah. Um, but that is kind of weird. Like, you know, we got a lot of random fish. Like, we had, like, a huge halibut on the line that was, like, almost the size of the goddamn boat. But it was, it, <laughs> we didn't have a halibut license, so we couldn't do anything with it. And we certainly couldn't eat that much halibut, so we wow. just had to cut it free. But it was, like, fucking wait, wait, wait. ginormous. If you didn't have a halibut license and you yeah. ate it, was that okay? Yeah, yeah totally. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you we only just have to sell it. Ah, uh, okay. So yeah. you only have to have the license. Okay. Yeah. Got so it. it wouldn't have been worth the trouble of wrangling right, right, the boat. Right, right. I mean, gotcha. you know, we caught enough halibut to eat, so yeah. that wasn't a problem. Um, but yeah, the boat was probably the size of like a big RV, so maybe like a a, a good like tour bus, we'll say. Okay. Um, it was a three man crew. Um, most of my job was spent uh, staring at the water and gutting fish. So you know, knife okay. goes in, guts come out. Knife goes in, guts come out. That was most of my day. Uh, mm. Once in a while, I got to switch and uh, take over at the back of the boat while someone else took over gutting fish, and I'd get to pull the fish up over the line but uh for the most part it was just lots of uh guts everywhere mm. like 18 hours 20 hours a day hmm. do you think um like did you do you think that doing that kind of process also uh like where was your mind then like when you were doing that stuff, like um, what were you thinking? You so know? we we had the benefit of uh, Sirius XM radio on the boat. Okay. Um, so th- to me, that was a lifesaver. Okay. Um, when the other guys would go to sleep, I would uh, turn it to the the uh, stand up comedy channel. So that was right. my uh, my release, <laughs> as it were. Um, for the most part, we listened to uh, uh, like eighties and classic rock was was usually their choice, but. Um, for me, like if we were in silence, that would have been like the worst time of my life. But okay. because there was some sort of you know radio or background noise there, I was pretty at ease with it. So, so you were able to like uh, like it was sort of like an escapism for you. Then you would say like listening to those things, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the weird thing was like um, you know it was after a couple of days that I realized that I didn't want to be a fisherman anymore. But we, mm-hmm. I was already on the boat, and right. you know, I couldn't make. It was Committed. a three day journey to get yeah. out to where we were fishing, so I couldn't make them turn around and bring me to shore. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I just kind of stuck it out. And the thing about the salmon season is, well, we were on a freezer boat, so we didn't. Uh, you know, a smaller boat is a nice boat. And they would be going into shore every week or so to unload their fish, get new ice, and then go back out and pick up more mm-hmm. salmon. Uh, we were on a freezer boat, so we literally had a minus 40-degree freezer that was built under the boat that would store all of our fish and flash freeze it. 
So yeah. we could stay out for as long as the season was. But you never know how long the season is because it's controlled by the fishing game warden. And they basically just kind of keep track of how much people are catching and how much is being bought and sold at all the different canneries and whatnot. And they try and make a judgment of like yeah. when we have to cut off the season to save for next year and not wow. kill everything. So it's literally just like day after day <laughs> listening to the radio and waiting for the announcement that uh, everyone has to turn in. But, so literally they're like sitting probably in front of like like a spreadsheet and they're like <laughs> yep. they're doing the numbers and then like oh yeah that's enough you get to come back yeah. now. Well that and the thing is like sometimes it's a couple of weeks sometimes right. it's a couple of months. So you never really know what you're going to be dealing with. Um <clears throat> and so. you guys were fine like um as far as like food and gas and everything, because I, I mean, like obviously That's, you had to come back for that, right? No, At some point, no, no, no we no? Were, we were stocked. Um, the uh, like how I said, long did they stock you guys for? Um, I mean, well, I mean, the boat is is owned by the captain, and so okay. it's kind of his responsibility to to make sure that we have enough to get us through whatever journey. And if we're running low, we would have to okay. turn back at some point. Um, but we had, you know, we had the freezer that's built into the boat, right. so we could store a lot of food down there if we needed to okay um but you know you could live off the fish uh, if you have to um the the thing that actually i was laughing about was our uh our our fresh water tank burst about halfway into the trip so it all leaked into the engine compartment and we mm -hmm. had to bail that out and basically we didn't have fresh water for the rest of the trip um luckily our captain had uh, overstocked on gatorade and powerade so <laughs> that's pretty much what we lived on for about a month and a half but yeah, uh geez. they were uh, they were trying to make coffee out of the Gatorade at one point, which uh, is uh, not recommended. Not even recommended? Uh, yeah. Oh, jeez. How would you even do that? What are you going <laughs> to... Uh, um, literally just a Mr. Coffee Pot. They'd pour the Gatorade Mr. into the fucking yeah, thing. And sick. yeah, it was a nasty smelling concoction that... I would uh, imagine. Yeah, they, they forced down due to their caffeine yeah. addiction. I mean, which which color Gatorade was it? Was it the? Uh, I want to say orange, but I think they tried it a few different times because they were different fiending. ones. Yeah, like yeah. the the yellow too. Uh, there was a lot of the blue Powerade on board, so I think that was used for a lot of things. That was kind of like the most neutral tasting, so we kind of yeah yeah. Was, yeah. Could be uh, anything. Brushing your teeth with Powerade is not recommended either. Okay, um, it's yeah. kind of a sticky, gooey mess. Yeah, I would imagine. Jeez, jeez, yeah. So, so. A captain does that, and he assumes how long you're going to be out. Like, mm -hmm. what's the maximum amount that somebody's out? Um, I mean, I, I really don't know. We didn't come close to getting through our food. Through he must it. have been okay. prepared for, like, yeah. I mean, he, he, the captain essentially lives on that boat. That's, like, his house. Right. So, you know, he's just kind of always stocked up. Um, and so, like... Um, the Our captain was kind of a dick, but apparently uh, some of them... Um, you know, go between different seasons and use the boat in different areas. So they'll just kind of like travel up and down the coast. They'll go from like tuna season down in Hawaii to like salmon season up in Alaska. Huh. And you can just kind of go back and forth with the same boat. So, you know, they, they could conceivably live six months to a year on the boat without, right. you know, having to dock. Um, you know, even at night when we'd go to sleep, we wouldn't throw the anchor or anything. I mean, we're in the fucking ocean. The anchor wouldn't yeah. reach. Um, but we, he, everything was uh, computerized in autopilot. So he would literally just set the autopilot to a, sp to a direction and turn on the, uh, the sonar. And if we got, you know, anywhere near another boat or something, the sonar would wake him up. But, uh, yeah, we would just kind of, like, drive towards nowhere. 
and then you know wake up and drive to where we thought fish were huh that's <laughs> that's cool and you did that for a, a year roughly? uh no that was just a season so that just was like season? three months or so okay, that i was on months. that boat yeah okay okay three months and that was after the construction but before you coming down to before san, san diego. diego yeah okay yeah. that's cool and then you came up here and that was when when was that like, um like six years ago something like that six years ago yeah okay maybe seven Six years ago. Uh, had you had, like, had you, what was your film experience before? <laughs> <laughs> a strange, strange resume for a uh, film instructor. Yeah, no, it's, it's a great, it's great, though. It's, it, life experience, yeah. that's an important thing. Uh, no, my film experience has um, basically just been making movies since I was, you know, nine yeah. years old or something like that. Um, no doubt. Just always been into cameras and always been into to films. And Well, I just wondered if there were great, like, photos of you on the boat that's from the, that time. That's the thing. Like, I, I brought my cameras up there. And yeah. I do like some of the some of the photos on the walls here are from that. Like, oh, uh, okay. Um, there is a picture of a hand in a uh, crab trap with a uh, uh, too many tentacled starfish in it, and uh, yeah, that's the, our skiff here that we used to uh, uh, drive out to our uh, 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 construction site on the island. Oh. And there's me uh, pondering the. Uh, the heating system in the boat that I lived in, uh, which was a uh, diesel-burning uh, stove. Um, so, yeah, that happened yeah. to fill up with water and froze the pipes. So we would have to thaw that out occasionally, and that was always fun. Jeez. Yeah. Jeez. I'm sorry, what was the question? No, the, no, the question was just about, about like, um, just, just about, like... I... Oh, my film experience. Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically, well, I mean... So I want to open up the question because clearly, like, uh, clearly, like, even watching and experiencing movies can be sort of a learning lesson oh, sure. anyway. So yeah. I, I, I don't think that like there's just like, oh, you worked on a movie, you know? Yeah, it's not just about that, totally. right? It's about the total experience, mm -hmm. right? So like, I, I get a lot, like, I get a lot of, like, you had experiences mm -hmm. and you had like a lot of real experiences out in kind of these these remote areas mm -hmm. and you had nothing to do probably at that time but think mm. <laughs> and in a lot of cases i think that 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 breeds some level creativity as far as mm. like you know because uh they say idle <laughs> idle hands are the devil's workshop right totally. but i think idle minds are the artist workshop. Mm. You know what I mean? Like doing routine things, so on and so forth. It's certainly the artist's sandbox, whether or not you yeah. take advantage of that is, yeah. 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 So, so wh when did you say, like, when did you say that film was a thing that oh, you wanted uh, to be involved oh, with? Oh, that was, uh, that's, like I said, it's Earlier? always been a thing. Yeah, always been yeah. a thing. Okay. Um, I, you know, I've spent uh, uh, countless hours in the photography darkroom. That was, yeah. um, you know, that's where I kind of fell in love with cameras and whatnot in general. Um, but uh, I took some film classes when I was in high school and then, you know, college and whatnot. I went to uh, film school. Um, but uh, I never felt like I had anything to say. 
so I think that's where a lot of like the call to adventure came in that like, yeah. you know, I, I, I realized that I knew how to make movies. I just didn't have anything to make them about. And I never felt that my life was uh, entertaining or amusing or even noteworthy enough to to commit anything to to film. You know, I grew up loving uh, uh, Kevin Smith and uh, the Coen brothers and, uh, you know, those those like yeah. deep fundamental stories that just kind of hit humanity that I, I, I recognized, but I also knew I didn't have, uh, a, a point of reference to share with the rest of the world. So, um, I think that was a lot of the motivation for, for that. But the weird thing is, you know, I was always into film and photography. And, uh, when I went to Alaska, I brought my cameras, but I, you know, just got so, um, you know, just the, the day-to-day living right. was enough of a distraction to, yeah. or enough of, you know, took enough effort that those things were still, um, you know, a, a, a weekend project, you know, I, yeah. I, I couldn't stop to document my life cause I would die a lot of times. <laughs> like, right, it, right, right. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I mean, uh, just, just hearing it just now, I think that the biggest step that you did was probably that leaving your safety net yeah i guess yeah and going to going to alaska yeah, yeah that was just the that was place. the big like, yeah <laughs> that was that was your biggest like thing and and so it's interesting because um i i don't know a lot of people that like just take that step mm. you know what was your mind when you took that step like before like what I, Where were you at? If, like, I wasn't anywhere. You know, like you weren't anywhere. Yeah, I mean, I was delivering pizzas for like five years. <laughs> like, they, okay. Yeah, so I, you we, like felt like you were kind of just yeah, stuck. Yeah, like, I, I just kind of thought that I would be in that uh, that minimum so wage life for the out. rest of my life, and I figured whatever I did, I could get a minimum wage job somewhere else. So, right. Like there, I just kind of realized that I was already at a point of failure, right. so right, there right. was no like going yeah. down from there so yeah it didn't yeah. really matter i think i i mean i think a lot of people from like small towns understand that kind yeah, of thing yeah. right because I, clearly we like i was from a town twenty thousand people and i'm like uh there's a whole life that you see of people who yeah. spend their entire life there and that's it that's their only experience that they know is that totally they grow up they work in some place they do something they become a manager there or whatever the but the thing is, is that is their experience. And yeah, I, I mean, I get that because obviously you want to, you, you say, hey, you know, like I can have this same deal, but I can be experienced something, yeah. like something at least, something <laughs> or I different. Or at least not shovel snow to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Which sucks. Yeah. 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 I mean, I didn't grow up in the snow, right but I did have a trip to the snow and I was like, man. If this was every day, this would suck. Exactly, yeah. This would straight up suck. <laughs> fun to visit, but... <laughs> yeah, fun to visit, but not going to stay here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, I, I, I think I see that. And then I think that, of course, the, you know, you were in Alaska, and then you, and then you finally, you, you went to San Diego, and then you got up here. So it's kind of like uh, working way back, I guess, <laughs> yeah. right? Back to the middle. Oh, yeah. Back to the, you know, well, I don't know, like back but with like a different 
experience yeah. in between, right? The hero's journey, if I may. The hero's journey, <laughs> and he learned a lot along the way. Yeah. And so when he returns to the, you know, yeah. I mean, you're not in the same spot. You're not in. No. You're not in Chicago. Oh no, my, my life near is, Chicago is far better now than it. Yeah, yeah, yeah no doubt, no <laughs> doubt, no doubt. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a whole thing with that anyway, like, uh, obviously, like, anybody who comes out, like, at least where I'm from, anybody who comes to Los Angeles, you've already succeeded. <laughs> just by the fact that you're here. Yeah. And you don't have to be anybody, anything yeah. here. You you just are here, and you're yeah. able to stay here. Yeah. That in and of itself is a success. And honestly, after living this long in Los Angeles, yeah. that is a huge success. Dude, because given real estate prices, hard. oh, my God. <laughs> it is so hard. Yeah. This is not an easy city to live in. Yeah. Um, at all but um but yeah get, okay so back to you back oh, to you God we're God. you're trying to you're, <laughs> actually you're trying to deflect by me deflecting um uh what would you say is like uh okay so we went over already the the day we mm. went all, already your most interesting day mm. uh let's go over like since you since you came back um or, or since you rejoined came here, reality. <laughs> not rejoined reality. You know what I mean. Yeah. Like came to like uh, let's say let's just say Southern California. Okay. Let's include San okay. Diego. Uh, since you came here, mm-hmm. uh, well, no, I want to find that. I want to find the transition. I want to find this transition from insurance to more current. Okay, right. What was that first step? That first step outside of the insurance thing. Getting fired. Getting fired. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and having that time. Uh, well, yeah. But with that time, what did you do? Uh, well, the timing just kind of happened to work out. So I was okay. living in San Diego with a few friends uh, that had moved out there from Chicago. And uh, we had been living in a house for a while, and the lease was up, and they were kind of going separate directions. Okay. One was moving in with a girlfriend. The other one was going another way. So I happened to get fired about uh, three or four months before our lease was up and everyone was moving anyways. So I just kind of bided my time for a couple of months and ride, to ride out the lease and uh, use the unemployment insurance to, to move to L.A. and uh, be slightly uncomfortable for uh, quite a while until I started making enough money to not have to eat ramen every day. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, what was one of your first jobs on, like, in Los Angeles, as far as that goes? Um, let's see. Well, when I was still in San Diego, um, a, a good friend of mine that uh, uh, was one of my friends that moved out there from Chicago, his stepbrother, or is it stepbrother? What is it when your mom marries another dude, like Brady Bunch um, style? Is that steps, or is that halves, or is that... Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. Wait, uh, wait, wait. I, I go again. Uh, when you're yeah, your your mom marries some other dude and that other dude has a kid and like you two now live together. I think that's half brother. That's half. Yeah, because because it's half brother. I if, thought it was half if they. It's if you half if genes. it's one. Yeah, it's half if it's one parent. Right, right. Two same. separate marriages. Yeah. Two separate kids come that's together half. to live under the house. Yeah, that's half. Okay. If you I say think so, so. I, I think know. so. I think so. Yeah, because step is if. I don't know. I think it's half. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Let's just stick with half. Right We're on. going. E- either, either way, his uh, his associated brother was um, the uh, lead singer for Fallout Boy. 
and uh, he was going down, down in an earlier round. I, is that one of their songs? I yeah. really don't know. Sugar Wick, oh, gotcha. yeah, it's a good song. Uh, anyway, so keep going. They they were making a movie together, like a short together okay. up here in Hollywood. So he knew I had always been kind of involved in film and whatnot. So uh, they brought me on as a. Uh, basically a grip but i was pretty much the whole genie team so i became a right. gaffer kind of overnight and uh were uh, you the sound grip uh no that was before uh i started going into sound okay. but yeah okay. i am currently one of the only working sound grips in la <laughs> <laughs> apparently lots of grip experience i'm getting from yeah. here yeah and uh my, my my rate is much higher than ten dollars a day uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, I mean, be, before that in, in Chicago, as I was a, uh, a pizza driver, uh, one of my, uh, slightly failed endeavors was, uh, um, running a video service for the local fighting ring. So there was, um, kind of like the farm team for UFC. Yeah. Uh, they would put on like, you know, local fights in, um, you know, high school gyms and things like that. They had like a, uh, an octagon that they'd set up or a cage or whatever. Wow. And so me and a couple of friends would, uh, get our cameras together and, uh, go in there and, uh, try and cover it from as many angles. And then I'd edit them together and try and sell them back to the guys and, uh, sell them to the fans and whatnot. That's cool. Um, never really ended up making money, but right. uh, it was a lot of good experience. Yeah. And, yeah. Editing experience. Exactly. Multi-camera yeah. stuff. That's um, be- great. Before that, I had had a, uh, a cable access show with the, with my friends. Um, we did a, a few episodes of, uh, sketch comedy. So, um, uh, you know, there was a, a lot of... Um, what kind of sketches are we talking about? Um, we were heavily influenced by Mr. Show, which was, you know, kind Excellent. of the style of the time. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Upright Citizens Brigade was around then. They were a big influence. Um, the state, um, you know, just kind of that, like, that pushing the envelope, or pushing the edge of acceptability. Right. Um, we were compared to, uh, um, oh, God, what are those... Uh, uh, Tim and Eric a lot. Um, mm. I was never a fan of Tim and Eric, but no. apparently we kind of touched a lot of the same nerves. So, okay. Yeah. Kind of, kind of like this awkward. Yeah. Weird yeah. A lot of... of it was based around that. That sort of yeah awkward alienation, sort of um, experimental weirdness. Okay, that's cool. Mm. So that was, man, that was cable access back mm-hmm. in the day. Huh? Yeah, pre YouTube. Um, wow. you know, yeah. yeah. We all remember that. Yeah. Well. I don't know all, all of us. I don't know how that. old my audience skews. But. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> all these twelve-year-olds out there. Totally. Yeah. Uh, I think Wheeler cultivates the uh, the twelve-year-old fan base. I think so too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think he's. Well, I see him handing out like flyers on the street oh, yeah, to the twelve-year-olds yeah. with uh, chicklets attached. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always he's always he's <laughs> <laughs> always handing it out. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just trying to attach himself to one of the next Twilight movies, mm. which I thought they were done, but apparently there's going to be Twilight prequels. Ah, uh, well, you know, anything I'm that makes money. I'm just making that up. I don't know that that exists, but I may I'm have just sure given someone's them. Someone's working on it. I just gave them an idea. Boom, Twilight prequel.
So are you thoroughly satisfied with your intimate workings of the knowledge of the fall? Uh, I mean, I think there's still more to mine there. I mean, <laughs> I, it's like, uh, you know, it's it's like you, you keep cutting down deeper and eventually you find, like, for instance, near the end, we find the most interesting <laughs> stories, you see? So I think, I think that we spend a long enough time mining it and we're going to find like a super, super, super interesting, ridiculous story. I know it's in there somewhere. <laughs> we will eventually mine until we find it. Right on. Well, until then, follow us at forecast.com and uh, check out our <laughs> Patreon and uh, uh, check out Derek's podcast at uh, Hollywood Vault. <laughs> he still doesn't have it. God damn it. Man, how many episodes? We got to do another episode gotta, like, until he's getting it. Yeah, until you get it right, we got to do episodes. That's the, that's the night. Yeah, no, so it's Hollywood Verge. 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 I knew it was Verge. 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 We we always have the, yeah. It's uh you know, on the verge of something. V E R G E. Verge. Uh, mm. Hollywood. Yeah. And Verge. A, an apt name for a uh a film festival. That's in Burbank because yeah. it's literally on the verge of Hollywood. Ah, uh, uh, layers. You know they say the, You know they say the whole thing of like uh uh Burbank is Hollywood over the hill. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's a wait, lot of wait, layers no. to that. Wait, wait, no. Over the hill from Hollywood. I forget what they say. It's something to do with over the hill in yeah, Hollywood. That's where the, the when old When Hollywood go. is over the hill, exactly. that's it. Boom. 